Hey everyone, and welcome to the New Visionary Podcast, a podcast for artists who are ready to reach greater heights in their art careers. I'm your host, Victoria J. Fry, founder of Visionary Art Collective and New Visionary Magazine. Join me for inspiring conversations with some of the most inspirational visionaries in today's art world. Let's jump in. Hey, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the New Visionary Podcast. Today, we have the absolute pleasure of chatting with Juanin Yang. Juanin is a creative alignment coach, and we are going to chat about so many amazing things today. I cannot wait to dive into the conversation. Welcome, Juanin. Hi, Victoria. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast. I feel honored, and I'm really excited for our chat. You are so welcome. I'm really excited. And when I was thinking about season two and all of the incredible artists and entrepreneurs and coaches and and mentors that I wanted to have on uh, the show, you were one of the first that popped into my brain because we have such powerful conversations and you've been such an inspiration to me throughout my journey as an artist, as an entrepreneur, but also just as a spiritual you know, individual who is kind of looking to go even deeper within. So, you know, I'm excited to learn even more about you and share your journey with our amazing listeners today. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready for it. So, Juanine, tell us just, I would love to have you start by just introducing yourself and telling our audience a little bit about you, what inspired you to become a creative alignment coach, and yeah, just tell us all the things Okay, I can't tell you all the things because we don't have enough time. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That is true. um, The first thing is I've been a free spirit all my life. And that is really the foundation of my coaching is allowing everyone the chance to recognize that being free can be abundant and it can be happiness And it can be so many different things. Um, And it's taken me a while to realize it, even though I've been living this life longer than I've known. I've been intuitive and psychically connected uh, since a little, little girl. My mother used to ask me, is my check in the mail today? And I'm like, yeah, it is. Or no, it's not. (laughs) And so that's really cool. And I've been having people come to me for advice from my young ages in my life and adults coming to me asking me questions. So that was very interesting. But it, it wasn't then that I knew I was going to be a coach. It wasn't until I left my IT job, went on this journey to become an artist. And one day I had about three people stop by my house to ask me for coaching. They didn't use those words. And I was like, hey, I've done this for three appointments now. I should be getting paid for this. And I was like, okay, well, let me see what I need to do. And I became certified, but really coach. And let me tell you a really interesting story about manifestation. So before I even had my coaching certificate, I was like, I'm going to get a client. And so I was going to Vegas for a different business of mine. And I was like, I just started speaking and I was like, I'm going to Vegas to start my coaching business. And I was telling everybody I'm going, I'm about to start my coaching business. I didn't have a client yet, but I was already speaking it. I could feel it. I already knew it before I had any proof. When I got to Vegas, I got my first client for $500. I may not be a lot to a lot of people, 
But for me, it was a big deal not having ever done it. And I didn't even set out a plan to do it. It just happened because I aligned with it. And that's everything that I teach and and coach and guide all of my clients and non-clients through. I'm probably coaching somebody every single day, whether it's uh, an appointment or not. And so it's really just about aligning with the frequency, the feeling of what it is that you want, and then staying there long enough to see it. And that's kind of difficult because when we say we want something, we don't see it happening, we often doubt. And especially if we have our friends and family in our ears saying, what the heck are you doing? It's really like, oh, okay, maybe I'm tripping. Why am I holding on? But deep down on the inside, on the outside, our whole being that we're connected to, we know there's something there. And that's why we even wanted to do it in the first place. You can't have an idea to do something unless there's a reality to match it. It just is impossible. The fact that we even have the imagination, the desire to create something, that's because it's already created. And we feel it because it's already a reality that exists. Now, it's not like you have to make it. The creation is how do you get there? Making the choices in between that's going to stay in alignment. Or if you want to be out of alignment on purpose, sometimes we just want a little fun. And that's okay too. But that's an intention that you just have to be clear on so you don't get lost, right? Amazing, amazing. And so beautifully said. And I'm so inspired by your words and your teachings because I I also truly believe in that. Like I believe that in order for us to bring something to fruition, in order to birth something, it really does come down to matching the frequency, as you said, and aligning with that thing that, that we desire. I also truly, truly feel that we wouldn't have these dreams if if we weren't capable of creating them. So I think you're you know, the way that you worded it as well is so powerful and, and it's something for us to remember. Um, and a question that I have for you, because when you were talking, one thing that I was thinking about, or that came up for me when you said, if people are doubting us, it can make it really hard to continue to have that faith and, and trust that belief. And I feel that, that this happens a lot with artists because there's been so many myths around creating a career as an artist or, you know, finding success as an artist. And I think a lot of families of artists that I have met over the years have expressed concern for that particular artist and the way that they are living their life. And, you know, I think sometimes there can be a little bit of judgment there as well. But what advice would you give to any artist out there who is actively working to build their art career, to make their work, to put themselves out there and having these moments of doubt either coming from within or from external forces. Journal is the first thing that came to me because the doubt is indecision, really. It's a, I want it, but I don't think I can have it. That's what doubt is. So it's split energy. And sometimes we don't know where that split energy is coming from. And so journaling it out helps us to figure it out. And it's easy to point the finger and say, mom, you didn't believe in me. This is why I'm not the best artist that I can be. Or best friend, you weren't there for me when I needed. And now I can't be who I'm supposed to be. It's That's the easiest route. But we live in an attraction-based universe. So if we're experiencing a lot of controversy around what it is that we want for ourselves and our circles of friends and family and people, uh, 
it's a chance. It's really an opportunity to say, what am I doing on the inside that's attracting this? How can I relate to what I'm receiving from other people with what I've been doing to myself? Because that's a, a frequency. It's like radio stations. You and I talk about this all the time. Think about radio stations. So you have an FM and an AM. On the FM, you might be able to get to certain channels and it merges on one station to the other, but there's absolutely no way you're going to hear something on AM on FM. And you're not going to hear something on FM on AM because they're very, they're completely split. They're separate. They're so far apart on frequencies. So when we have this split energy, we have something way on FM and we also have something on AM and all the family members and people and uh, every all the noise around us, that is the static with us shifting in between stations, back and forth, back and forth, FM, AM, FM. And so we've got all this noise and quieting it down and journaling and saying, what is it that I really want sets us on a new path to say, I want to be on 93.1, period. And when you get clear on, this is the station that I want to listen to right now, this is the station that I want to attract in right now, then you just stay on that station. How does it feel in your body? What does this station represent? Name it. And I'm currently working on my uh, Oracle cards. I beta test it with all of my clients. And this is a great way to see what is my intention right now? What is, where is it at? And how can I stay here if this is really what I want? And is this something that I need to improve on or am I strong in it right now, which is the completely balanced? And when you feel that, you can say, oh, okay, I feel it in my belly. I feel it in my head. You know, I feel it in my heart, whatever that frequency is. It could be a frequency that makes you feel great, like radio stations. And then some you turn to and you're like, I don't like the way this sounds. Some people love that station. For you, it's not right. And that's our friends and family. They're like, I love 95.7. And you're like, no, but I want 93.1. And sometimes when you're so close on the same free, you know, on the same side, you'll tune in over to 95.7 just because they're there and their passion and their clarity for what they want is stronger. And when you meet someone who has a stronger clarity for what they want, we often draw to them as they are like they're the leader of our lives. But that's just a misconception of your own power. And that's not taking advantage of your ability to steer your life. So journaling is a great way to tune out the noise and see where I'm at. And do I like this? If I don't, what? how can I change it now? Not tomorrow, not next week. And when you think about now, that's how you become more realistic. Because sometimes we'll set goals and say, I want this for the next six years. And it's I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But if we have such a far gap between where we are and where we want to be, sometimes that jump can become discouraging because there's so many other things that have to happen in between here and there. And that's what leaves room for other people's voices to get in our head because we have such a big gap on our belief to getting there. So when you draw back and you say, what is it that will make me feel better right now? That's how you can get the most realistic step. And sometimes it's a drastic step, like cutting something off, you know, or leaving this 
conversation. I have walked out of a lot of rooms with family and they're like, and I'm like, oh, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm just going to go over here. This conversation's not for me. Or people are trying to talk about other people. They're gossiping. I know if I draw in on that, that's the frequency I'm tuning in on. So if I join in on talking about somebody else and their art, their craft, their lifestyle, I am now becoming a match for everything that I'm talking about with that person. And then little by little, I can start to see a draw in my life. So it's not because I don't care about my family members or friends or that I think I'm better than them. It's that's not the radio station I want to be on right now. And the best thing that I can do right now is not to yell and scream at them because that's a whole different frequency. And sometimes that is the best thing I can do. But right now, it's I can walk out the room. But if I walk out the room and someone follows me, there's another best step. You see? Yes, yes. It starts with clarity. Any big change we want to make in our lives, anything that we want to set out and do because it's something we've dreamed of or desired for a long time, it starts with getting that deep clarity of not just what that thing is, but what do we need to do to get there? And I really appreciate the way that you're kind of wording it and speaking about it because it's a reminder to all of us that if we have those dreams and we're clear on what they are. In fact, I would say that I, I've experienced more of this myself and I've probably met more people who actually know what they want, but the, they lose clarity along the way in terms of getting there. Like, I've, I mean, I'll speak for myself because I know I've definitely experienced this where it's like, I know what I want. And then if we're, if we don't stay in alignment and if we don't, I don't want to say follow the steps, but like stay clear on the path to getting there. We can very easily get pulled off. And then before you know it, it's like we had that dream, but now I'm way over here, if that makes sense. So I feel like this idea of first getting the clarity on what it is that you want and being really specific about it, but then also thinking like, okay, what alignment or what frequency do I need to be in to match this energy and to get here is the other part of it. And I think that that can be challenging and requires so much self-awareness and, you know, something we've talked about, just like checking in with yourself on a very regular basis and thinking about what feels right and what doesn't and not losing sight of what your end goal is. Absolutely. And a whole lot more daydreaming. Yes. Because daydreaming is how we align with frequencies that we've never had an experience with. Because in order to manifest the thing, whatever it is, you have to be on that frequency to let it in. It's just how it goes. Think about a ball rolling down an alley. If there's a cricket or a break in it, I mean, like, a, you know, there's, it's all weird. That ball, that ball's not just going to slide through and to hit the pins. It's going to be all over. So you have to keep the lane clear on that same lane long enough for it to come through. Sometimes it takes a little while longer. Because there's steps that need to be taken for you to be ready for it. Sometimes it comes faster, but it's just really keeping the lane open, keeping it open. And the best way to keep it open is through meditation and daydreaming. 
Once you daydream and you say, oh, now I know what this feels like. Oh, this is what I want. And you know it because your heart is really like open and it feels like joy and it feels like bliss and it feels like happiness. That's when you know you're tapped in, tuned in to what that frequency. It just feels like, yes, it's yes all the way. Every part of it feels like, yes, this is it. This is how I'm supposed to live. This is what I want in my life. I always felt like this was possible. And oh, yes. And the reason why daydreaming is good because there's nothing that can stop it except for you. See, when we have things in our real life and we have, we're looking with our physical eyes, we can see all the things around it that can convince us that our lane can't stay clear. And so it becomes convoluted. But we can, in meditation and in daydreaming, keep that lane clear. And then the more you do it, the easier it becomes to kind of like, See something over there that you don't want to tune into. You might be there for 37 seconds and then you're out. Yes, yes. A hundred percent with the daydreaming. It's, I think, such an underrated thing because actually it's the same as it's visualization. So when you are imagining yes. that thing that you desire and and not just picturing it, but actually, like you said, um, aligning with the feeling, really tapping into how that feels it opens something up where you realize, oh, this is this is possible. It becomes, it moves from this really abstract thing to like, oh, I can feel it. I can see it now. I can feel it now. I'm starting to embody this energy. And it's something, it's actually a technique that for me, when I'm in a really, like if I've gone through a hard time before, I close my eyes and I desire the thing that I know that I need, you know, that's going to get me through and as soon as I start to align with the energy of what that thing feels like, I can literally feel my heart rate drop, like slowing down. My whole body starts to feel calm, even though I don't have it yet. My body starts to feel, because I think also, and, and I believe you've mentioned this before, but your body maybe starts to pick up on other times that it's felt that way. So, and starts to kind of, at least that's how it's felt for me. Like it starts to pick up on other times that I felt similar or, or just that way. And I start to feel like I'm actually there. I'm in that place. That thing is really happening in that moment. Yes, that is uh, exactly what happens because when you're tuned into that radio station, you get everything that plays on that radio station. So it could be something from the past or the future or something that's happening right now. And so that's why it picks up on, oh, other times you've had this feeling. But sometimes it's, if you've never been married, right? And you want to be married and you're daydreaming about what it's being married on, you're not gonna have any past experiences to pick up on personally. But this is how it works. When you tune into that frequency and that feeling and you're like, oh, this is kind of the kind of marriage I want and we're understanding each other and we're free and we're open and we're loving and we're fun. Then you start to think about somebody you saw on TV or your parents. And then it may not be their whole relationship, but you can pick and pull. Oh, I like this piece. Oh, that feels like that frequency. I like this piece. That feels like the frequency. And if you think about something that doesn't, you drop the thought and you just let it go completely. And the more you do it, then you might meet a couple that's at the table beside you with the same frequency. And when you feel it, you acknowledge and you say, oh, I'm in alignment with my the perfect marriage. And I can feel it right now. So even though it's not in your physical reality with you and your lifetime partner, you can be on that energy level on every aspect of reality that's around you. And it's going to pull you right to it 
on the time that is supposed to play on that station. It's it's really amazing actually how this works because I feel like I might have heard this before. It might have even been from you. I'm not sure. But I I feel like I heard at one point something that was like when you are doing that manifestation, that visualization, you're starting to align with what that what that feels like, that thing that you desire your body or your brain actually can't tell the difference between like what's real and what's not. So you actually, that's why sometimes it actually feels like it's happening, which I think is part of what makes it so powerful. Yes. That's the placebo effect. Yeah. My first major in school was psychology and it really blew my mind when I read about placebos because I was like, so you're telling me these people (laughs) have the same healing results by taking a sugar pill? Oh, I already, okay, that's all I needed to know. We are powerful. That's all it is because it is not the body. It is not the body. It is the soul. It's the spirit. It's the energy that's all around. It's what makes flowers grow. That's what it's about. What makes the leaves sprout and seasons change. That's, that's, that's who we are. It's amazing. I just got goosebumps <laughs> as you were speaking because it's just so beautiful and it's so profound. And I think it's something that like we can easily forget in our day-to-day lives. And I think that's also why it's so important to actively and intentionally carve out time to, like you said, journal or to manifest or to visualize, because that is how we get closer towards our goals. And I think that anytime we make a decision about something, even if we're so nervous or so scared or you know, even if there's part of us that is doubting, like, can this really work? I feel like there's also a big part of us that obviously believes that it's true or we wouldn't have made that decision. You know, I, I talk with this, I talk with artists who are like either transitioning into becoming a part-time artist or a full-time artist and they feel really nervous and scared. And I always say to them, like, there's obviously part of you, a big part of you that believes in yourself enough to have made this decision you know, to, to make the work, to put it out there and to really dive into this. So I think it's a reminder that sometimes we underestimate ourselves, but we are really powerful more than we often realize. And we do have the, the power and the capability to bring our dreams to life and to make really incredible things happen. Yes. It's just highlighting your intention in every moment because every single moment we're creating something. Every moment that we're having a thought, a feeling, we're taking an action, we are creating something. So it really is a lifetime practice, this work that we do on ourselves, because that's a lot of focus to really be able to create at will, just like that. You really have to be so purely aligned such pure, vibrant, straightforward faith. And on some things, we already have it without thinking, like waking up. You don't have to think about waking up or plan to wake up. That's something we just trust so purely. And a lot of us have never thought that we wake up just because we believe we are. We know we know it. We know we're going to wake up. We know we're going to breathe. We don't try and monitor how our air goes every moment, every millisecond of the day. We just know it. And that is the larger part of ourselves that's giving a constant command on what to do. That's that vibration. And our everlasting being 
can hold as many vibrations as we will. And so this work that we're doing now in this free world is deciding what will we create because we really want to. And you can shift and change that as much as possible, as much as you want to. It just needs to make sure that it feels like that high vibration where you know, and I know that I mean well for myself and I mean well for you. As long as that's the basis of all of our intentions, we can never, ever, ever go wrong. And we can trust that our intentions and our desires and our choices is going to lead us to only good and greatness because that's the foundation of our intention and desires. And so sometimes that's a question of, well, can I just go create all of this horror in the world? You can, but that's going to come back because everything we create is a seed, right? It's a seed. When you sow a seed, you get that harvest. So when we want to do well for ourselves and we want to do well for others, that's a seed that is, it has to manifest in due time. As long as we take that foundation, the, the desire of doing well for ourselves and others, that's kind of like the soil that all the intention grows in. And then the intention is the seed, right? And then the manifestation is the harvest. So you're going to always have a harvest with your seed as long as it's being watered. And that watering is staying in the frequency, is staying on that path long enough to see it sprout and grow. And then once it sprouts and grows, you can let it go because now it's kind of in that pile that's already done, like breathing and sleeping. Yes, yes. It's like just a reminder to, to that we already know. And so it's just a matter of tuning into our inner knowing. Like I think of so many decisions in my life where I look back and I'm I'm thinking yeah. I I knew I knew the I knew the answer I knew what to do I knew how to get there but perhaps I didn't always trust it or perhaps I didn't always tap into it or it took me a little bit longer but you know something that I practice that you also have really encouraged is to just think about how something feels in your body and sometimes it really is that simple because I also feel that we have a tendency to just overthink and overanalyze and I know that for me this is like I do this all the time, but then when I just kind of slow down, I'm like, I close my eyes and I do this with my business as well. Um, personal relationships, professional business decisions that I'm making, you know, I will just close my eyes and think, how does this feel in my body? Does it feel light and warm? Does it feel heavy? What does it feel like? Because oftentimes when we really give ourselves a moment to ask that question, the answer becomes clear. And then it's just a matter of trusting that feeling and allowing that to guide us because it's very easy to try and find solutions, I think, through our mind, forgetting that we actually do know and we can get, get there a lot quicker if we just tune into how it feels versus trying to rationalize or justify or convince, you know, all these things that we tend to do that oftentimes don't lead us to the right answer and can actually just be really exhausting. Yes, and you're so good at following how you feel. You're really, really good at that. So my question for you is, how have you learned to trust the, your feelings in your body? Yeah, well, thank you. I mean, it's a great question. And um, for me, it really is using that tactic and 
and really just thinking like, does this feel good? Uh, and what does that feel like in my body? So if something feels good, it's usually there's no, like my shoulders might drop. There's no tension. I feel like my, my chest is very open. I can breathe. I might feel a little tingle of excitement, you know, like in a good way. Um, or I just feel really warm, not always like literally warm, <laughs> like my body temperature is warm, but I feel this warmth in me. And when something is feeling like it's not right, it, the way it usually feels in my body is a heaviness or I start to feel things tight, tighten up. Usually it's in my chest, starts to tighten, uh, or I feel my shoulders kind of clench up. I feel this discomfort. And sometimes I really have to sit with this for a moment and, and you, I really have to tune in and block everything out so that I can, you know, get an accurate reading of how it feels. But once I do that, uh, it's usually a pretty strong indicator of, of what the decision is to move forward. And another thing that I might feel if something is not feeling right is I feel like tired, drained when I think about it. You know, like I feel, I think about the thing and I feel like I can feel the low vibration, like it's not lifting me up. It's, it's pulling me down. That's so good. Thank you. So it was like a real thing for me to realize that everybody doesn't feel energy the same. So I thought it was like, and I think this is what happens probably in religion a lot. It's like when you get this revelation, well, this is the truth. I got it. But everybody gets their own revelations in a way that they can understand, right? And so it's so cool to hear how you're able to live your body because it's similar and a little bit more for me. And some of my other clients, it's way, way different. So it's interesting, you know, to hear how that happens. For me, I can literally feel like swirls of vibration. And when it's feeling positive and the vibrations are moving upward. So if it's something that I'm feeling very confident about, then I can feel it in my solar plexus. So I'll run down all the chakras for anybody who doesn't know them. These are also the intentions that I talk about in all of my coaching sessions and my guided journal. So at the very bottom, the root at the base of your spine, you have your root chakra. Right above that, about three inches below your navel, you have your sacral chakra, which is the creative intention. And the first one is your stability intention. And then the third one up is about three inches above your navel. That's your solar plexus, and that's confidence. And then your heart chakra, this is self-love. Your throat chakra, this is honesty and truth. Your third eye chakra, this is your intuition. And your uh, crown chakra, this is your spirituality. And then I have... The eighth intention, and if there is an eighth chakra, there's a lot of chakras actually, and that's universal love and unity. So if I'm feeling something that's good and I'm feeling confident, I'll feel it in like my solar plexus chakra and my heart chakra. Like, oh, this is exciting. I might've just won something or, you know, something really cool that makes me feel like I'm doing it. That's how I can feel it in my body and it'll be swirls. And I feel positive, like, ooh, ooh it feels like that. But if it's something that's off, then it feels that heaviness that you were talking about. Like I can feel vibrations, but they feel like they're choking. Like it feels like a really squeezed, like they don't have room to breathe or move, constricted. And then it feels heaviness, like dropping down to my belly. 
and the stomach actually gets rid of a whole lot of emotions. So that should tell you when you feel energy dropping down to your stomach that your body's trying to get rid of some negative energy. And so that's kind of how I read energy for myself. It's amazing. It's amazing that you're so in tune. And I think that Honestly, I feel like this is something that that really we would benefit from being taught at such a young age, but many of us are not. I don't think I even started hearing about this until I was in my mid to late 20s, this idea of asking yourself a question and seeing how it feels in your body. Like I was we're taught from such a young age to think about it or to answer these big questions in such a different way. It's usually never connected to how it feels. It's usually is this the right thing for you or like how would this benefit you or how would this like oftentimes it's not even we're not taught to go within to answer these questions for ourselves it's usually we're taught to either um sort of find think of a rational um answer that something logical that makes sense or to go to an external outside force um you know, like asking someone else for their opinion or getting advice, but really we do have the answers. And I think that if we can just remember this practice, it will really change our lives. I know that for me, um, using this tool has helped me to make some really, really big decisions. Um, Juanine, I wanted to ask you a big question that I have, and I'm sure something you are often asked, um, but I know you do such incredible work with so many uh, creatives and you know, so many amazing people that, and you're just changing lives all the time. (laughs) Um, So the question I have for you is what is the best part about coaching and how has it impacted you? How has it, uh, yeah, how has it impacted you on a personal level? Wow. That's a very interesting question. The best part of coaching is seeing my clients' lives transformed. That is the best part. Seeing them learn to trust themselves and create confidently. That's why I do what I do. Years ago, when I started this practice, what I wanted was to have real results. Real results, that's what I wanted. And I've been working hard to figure out how to communicate what I know in a way that people can understand their own truth. And it's always gonna be a practice that I'm learning, but to see the results that I see in my clients is it blesses my soul because I'm like, this is what it's about. Like, I feel like I'm doing the real work for my own life's mission. How does, how has coaching impacted you spiritually, emotionally? In what ways has it impacted you? It's another way to show that I'm not the only one who understands these things and that can apply them. And so it's been a confirmation of our collective greatness, which is really, really wonderful. And my partner, he's always like, uh, when I have tough times for myself and I really got a lot going on and I haven't been as grounded as I should be, my partner says, uh, have you coached yourself? <laughs> he's yes. like, everything you tell your yes. clients, are you telling that to yourself? I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. So it's a good reflection to remind me that this is a lifestyle, not just a part-time work you know yeah yeah and and you feel it too like I know that for myself if I decide to take a break from my my spiritual practice or checking in with myself you know journaling I feel it within a week or so I start to feel like I'm not so grounded anymore maybe I start to lose clarity 
Um, and so it is a practice and it's, I think actually the, it's the foundation, it's the root of everything else. It's, it's something to be prioritized for all of us, no matter how busy we get, no matter what our lives look like, just carving out some time to, you know, whatever that looks like for you. I sometimes if I don't journal, I'll just talk into my phone, do like a voice recording, um, could be meditation, could be yoga. There's so many different ways to check in with with yourself. But I think that prioritizing that is, it takes a little bit of time each day, but it actually leads to such powerful results if we can do it consistently. So true. Amazing. Okay. Well, Juanine, a few more questions for you before we, we wrap up this inspirational okay. conversation. T- tell our audience, our listeners, what kinds of services do you offer for anyone that might be listening and interested in working with you? Um, what do what are you offering at the moment? I am offering one-on-one creative alignment coaching and six-month packages. And that is weekly coaching uh, for six months on figuring out how to get from where you are to wherever you want to be. And if you're not certain of that, we can figure that out. Sometimes you think you know what that is, but when you really get in touch with how you feel, that changes. And that's okay too. But I'm here to guide you through it step-by-step for at least six months and more. I definitely have clients that are around for two years, you know, so. Um, But I was going to mention my guided journal that I have as well. And so that's an eight-week guided journal that my clients get as a companion during their coaching. Um, and you can find that on my website. And if you're interested in coaching, you can go to Juanine.com, J-U-A-N-N-E-A-N.com. And on the contact form, you can just let me know you're interested and we'll book a discovery call to talk about it more. Incredible. And I can speak to the power of working with you, Juanine, because it's been so transformative for me, both personally and professionally and creatively and spiritually and in all the ways, um, you have been such a gift and benefited my life so much. So highly, highly recommend it. Um, and, the, and the journal was incredible as well. Really, really, really wonderful. Um, so I want to thank you so much for joining us today. You're doing, you're doing the work and you're sharing your gifts with the world and you're just so genuine and um, I just know that you are going, like, I know you have been changing lives for a while now, but I feel like this is also the very beginning for you in the grand scheme of things. Uh, And I just can't wait to continue following along and seeing all the amazing things that you do. So thank you for joining us today, Juanine. And thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and supporting our platform. To learn more about New Visionary Magazine, head over to visionaryartcollective.com magazine. You can order individual copies on Amazon or subscribe annually to digital issues. We also have opportunities to get featured in the magazine, so be sure to join our newsletter and follow us on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes or tag us on Instagram. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.